welcome to another edition of the Mac Hoops Shootaround Podcast. Mac Tournament underway. We are through the quarterfinals, and the major award winners also announced on Wednesday morning. We'll get into both how the tournament's going, but first we'll start off with the major award winners and the players of the year on the men's side. It's Manny Camper from Siena. No surprise here. Camper, one of two Saints to be named to the first team, along with teammate Jalen Pickett. Pickett was the player of the year last year and the preseason player of the year. But Camper stole the show for the number one seed this year as he ranked fourth in the league in scoring at 14 and a half points per game, led the league in rebounding with an even 10 rebounds per contest and also ranked fourth with 3.9 assists. So consistent for Carmen Massarello's club this season. And really, no surprise with Camper getting tabbed as that honor. As for the women, it was Mackenzie DeWeese from Quinnipiac. The first Quinnipiac player to win MAC Player of the Year. She ranked sixth in the conference in scoring and rebounding and fourth in steals. Also led the league in field goal percentage. I was. This was a wide open field on the women's side for player of the year. A little bit surprised that Deweese got it. I thought that it would have been Michaela Mars who ended up winning the defensive player of the year award. She led the league in rebounds at 10.8 and ranked second in blocks with 2.2 per contest. Mars also ranked fifth in the league in scoring with 13 and a half points per game. And on the men's side, it was a unanimous choice. Casey Nadefo, no surprise here whatsoever. Nadefo leading the nation in blocks with 3.7 blocks per game and also ranked sixth in the conference in scoring as well as seventh in steals and ninth in rebounding. Nadefo, a dominant force on the defensive end for the Peacocks. Speaking of dominant forces, the Rookie of the Year on the men's side, Nelly Jr. Joseph led the league with four Rookie of the Week honors this season, and he ranked fourth in the league in blocks, fifth in rebounds, also tallied 12.1 points per game for the Gales. Jr. Joseph, a very bright future for the Gales. And on the women's side, it was a co-Rookie of the Year honors belonging to Caitlin Weimer, from Marist and Michaela Firebaugh from Ryder. Weimer had a league-high five Rookie of the Week awards this season and ranked in the top 10 in the conference in scoring, rebounding, and blocks. Meanwhile, Firebaugh, so consistent for the Bronx this season, led the team in scoring with 11.2 points per game, and she was the team leader in points in 15 out of the Bronx 22 games this season. One of two Ryder players to be named to the all-rookie team along with teammate Rafaela Toussaint. So a very bright young future for Ryder who pulled off an incredible upset in the quarterfinals. We'll get to that major game in just a few moments, but we'll finish out the major award winners. The sixth player of the year on the men's side, Malik Green from Canisius. He led the team in scoring with 13 points per game and as well as rebounding at 7.2 rebounds per contest that rebound mark 
good for third in the MAC. His point total, good for eighth in the MAC. And get this, he ranks fifth on the team in minutes played. And meanwhile, on the women's side, the sixth player of the year, Andrea Hernan Gomez from Fairfield, a big X factor for the Stags. She really came on strong the final month of the season. She averaged 6.1 points per game and five rebounds per contest. She Spent the majority of the season coming off the bench, but played so well that she got elevated into the starting lineup the final few games of the regular season. And a big reason why Fairfield is one of the top teams on the women's side. Meanwhile, the coaches, co-coach of the years on the men's side, Brian Georges from Marist and Mark Mitchell from St. Peter's. Georges picking up his eighth MAC coach of the year award that's a record georges uh, took this maris team that was slotted to be finished fourth in the preseason poll and he led them to the regular season championship and you figure okay maris of course they're at the top of the standings no surprise there but the red foxes graduated more than 5000 points from a season ago, and it was their defense that led the way for them this season, ranking third in the country in scoring defense and leading the MAC in scoring margin and rebounding margin. So George is winning in a multitude of ways this season. And as for Mark Mitchell and his Peacocks, in his third year at the helm, Mitchell led St. Peter's to the number three seed, its best finish in nearly two decades. They were picked ninth in the preseason poll, but finished in third place. So a fantastic turnaround by Mitchell in Jersey City. And on the men's side, the men's coach of the year was King Rice from Monmouth. His third time winning the award, which is tied for the most in conference history. Monmouth tied for the most wins in the regular season and led the MAC in scoring at 76 points per game. A little bit of a surprise here. thought it could have been either Carmen Massarello from Siena back-to-back regular season championships or John Dunn talk about turnarounds, what he's done with the Marist men's team. But certainly King Rice deserving of getting the honor, claiming a share of the regular season championship uh, for a th- uh, for at least a third time since joining the MAC just a few years ago. So. The quarterfinals, the last two days in the MAC tournament, and the men's side was the upset bracket. Three out of the four quarterfinals, the lower seed prevailed over the higher seed. We'll start with the biggest showdown of the MAC tournament so far the number one seed, Siena, taking on the number nine seed, Iona. Now, of course, Iona, the nine seed, even though they had a 6-3 and three conference record. Again, this year, the tournament seeded by number of wins in the conference as opposed to win percentage. So the Gales drawing the short end of the stick there as the non-seed. But Iona prevailed 55-52. to 52. The Gales are now 11-0 against the Saints at the MAC tournament. But it was not an easy win for Iona as the Gales trailed 39-30 with less than 10 minutes to go, but from that point on, their defense locked Siena up. They held the Saints scoreless 
for more than eight minutes over that final stretch. Uh, Sienna went 0 for 6 in that period with five turnovers. The Gales would use a 16-0 run to catapult into the lead, but Iona struggled shooting for the entire game. The Gales shot a season-low 25.5% from the floor, 28% from three-point land, but knocked down their free throws, 20 of 24 from the charity stripe. Coach Rick Pitino discussing the Gales' ability on defense as well as their tremendous character for pulling out a victory like this one. When we got down in the game, I said, you just play defense. We're going to win this game. I kept telling them every time out, we're going to win this game. Just keep playing defense. And when you look at it, when a team shoots for the game, 25% and wins, that's incredible character. Asante Gist led the way for the Maroon and Gold with 16 points. He was a perfect 10 of 10 from the free throw line. Struggled from the floor, though. Just 2 of 15 from the field. Isaiah Ross tallied 14 points and 11 rebounds. Beric John-Louis had 13 points and 5 steals, matching up mostly against Manny Camper and Jalen Pickett. As for Sienna, the Saints were led by Jackson Stormo with 14 points on 6 of 8 shooting. Pickett finished with 13 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists. Meanwhile, so that's the number one seed that goes down to Iona. The number two seed, Monmouth, fail, falling to the number seven seed, Fairfield, 79-60. to 60. It was a season low for Monmouth in terms of points scored. Fairfield head coach Jay Young talking about how his defense would help them. Defense wins us the game. Offense just tells us by how much. So in a game last night when we didn't uh, play well, but we defended, uh, we won by one. And then tonight where we made some shots and we defended, we won obviously uh, by more. This was a back and forth contest in the first half. It was a seven point advantage for Fairfield at the break. But then the Stags scored eight of the first 10 in the second half to catapult into the lead. Monmouth would battle back, though, make it a four-point game with about 12 minutes to go, but then 12 straight for the Stags, and that would just about seal it. Fairfield shot 51% for the game, 50% from three-point land. Taj Benning leading the way with career bests of 24 points and 12 rebounds. Supreme Cook tallying his first double-double, 11 points and a career-high 14 rebounds. Caleb Green tallied 12 points and four assists. Jake Wojcik adding 12 points and four rebounds. As for Monmouth, they were led by Malik Martin with 12 points, Deion Hammonds 9 points. He is now finishing his career fifth all-time on the Monmouth scoring ledger, and George Pappas also chipped in nine points. Then the five-seed Niagara defeated the four-seed Marist 67-62. to Niagara led the entire way in this one, had a 19-point lead in that second half, but then Marist stormed back to pull within three, it was a three-point game with six seconds left. Maris tried to inbound the ball. They had the ball. They had an opportunity to tie it, but could not get the ball inbounds, ultimately turning it over. Niagara knocks down a couple free throws, and that's the game right there. The Purple Eagles, led by Raheem Solomon's 
17 points and four assists. Kobe Nwandu tallied 15 points, five rebounds, and three blocks. And Nicholas Kratholm had 10 points and five rebounds. Here's Kratholm on the team's effort to propel them to victory. As you play, as you play teams and you play them again, you learn their tendencies and what they like to do. And you see what things as a team you did that was successful, things you need to work on. And you make some small adjustments. Um, but I think for the most part, it just came down to us playing hard and being the most physical team we can. Maris was led by Jordan Jones, 14 points and 10 rebounds. He had 10 points and all 10 of those rebounds in the second half. Raheem Sullivan had all 12 of his points in the second 20 minutes, also tallied four rebounds. And Hakeem Bird had 11 points, as did Matt Harazme. And now the one men's seed, the one men's higher seed that won was the three seed St. Peter's over the 11 seed rider. The Peacocks prevailing 75 to 60. They trailed by 10 in the first half. But from that point on, St. Peter's would outscore Ryder 55 to 30. The Peacocks shot 64% for the game, 50% from three-point land. This was a dominant St. Peter's run after they got out to the early deficit. Daryl Banks the third, leading the way with 20 points on seven of eight shooting. He was four of five from three-point land. Here's his coach, Shaheen Holloway, on the Stars' big night. He's such a great kid. Um, he's so unselfish. Like, I need him to play selfish a little bit. I thought tonight he came out, um, especially in his first half, the mid-first half and on through the game, you know, looking to be aggressive. And I tell him that's what you got to do all the time. He can't let his jump shot dictate how he plays. I thought tonight he mixed it up. He had some threes. He got to the basket. And behind Banks, Casey Nadefo had 18 points on 7 of 10 shooting, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, moving up to 209 career blocks which ties him for first place in the St. Peter's record books with Ryan Bacon. Hassan Drame also tallied 10 points on five of seven shooting as well as five rebounds. Ryder was led by Dwight Murray Jr.'s 15 points and five rebounds and five assists. Rodney Henderson Jr. tallied 15 points as well. So the men's side had three upsets and one higher seed winning. The women's side, the complete opposite. Three higher seeds winning and one upset, but it was a monumental upset as the number seven seed rider upset the second seeded Quinnipiac Bobcats 62 to 50. It is the first time now that Quinnipiac is not playing in the MAC championship game since the Bobcats joined the league. Their first year in the MAC was the 2013 2014 season. Quinnipiac is now 16-3 and all-time at the MAC tournament. Ryder is in it to the semifinals for the fifth straight tournament, and it was a big fourth quarter for the Bronx to pull out this victory. They outscored the Bobcats 25-9 to over the final 10 minutes. They closed the game, scoring 15 of the final 17 points of the contest. Ryder held Quinnipiac to 25-9 percent shooting in the second half Ryder would shoot 50 percent from three-point land and here's coach Lynn Milligan on how the defense helps propel their offense we knew that defensively 
we were going to have to finish um, as strong as we started. And we just really locked in on our defense in that fourth quarter. And, you know, when you're playing good defense, your offense usually will follow. Um, and that's really what happened to us today. We really just geared our offense based off of what we were doing defensively. Rafaela Toussaint led the way with 13 points on five of six shooting. Michaela Firebaugh had 12 points and six rebounds. And Anna Eckerstedt was in double figures with 10 points. Amanda Mobley, a stat sheet stuffing night, seven points, 10 assists, and three steals. Quinnipiac was led by Michaela Morris with 15 points, nine rebounds, and three steals. Rose Caverly chipped in 12 points and six rebounds. Now, probably the best matchup so far on the women's side, the four-seed Fairfield against the five-seed Manhattan, and the Stags prevailed 51-40. to 40. Their, their defense locking Manhattan down. Uh, the Stags led just about the entirety of this game. They led by 11 at halftime, 25-14. to 14. They held Manhattan to just 25% shooting for the game, 13% from three-point land. Manhattan managing just three of 13 from beyond the arc. And after the Jaspers hit their first basket of the game to start it out, it was a three-pointer by Emily LaPointe. They missed their next 16 field goals. Here's Fairfield head coach Joe Frager on how the team locked in defensively. We just really tried to emphasize communication and knowing where Davis was going to be, knowing where LaPointe was going to be on the perimeter, uh, knowing where Watkins was going to be when she came into the game. Um, you know, and we just wanted to try to contest as many threes as we could, you know, not to give them wide open looks, but try to use our length. Unanimous first team selection, Lou Lopez Senechal tallied 21 points to lead the way for Fairfield. Sam Lewis was also in double figures with 11 points. Rachel Hakes chipped in six points, five rebounds, and five assists in the win. Meanwhile, Manhattan was led by Courtney Worley's 11 points, seven rebounds, three assists. D.D. Davis tallied 11 points and six rebounds as well. The number one seed, Marist, claimed a 63-55 victory over the nine seed, Sienna, and this was a game of runs. The Red Foxes trailed by 11 early in the second quarter, but outscored Siena 39-10 to over a 15-and-a-half-minute span between the second and third quarters. Marist would win that third quarter 23-8, to but then Siena would not go away. The Saints used a 14-2 run to make it a five-point game with just a minute and a half to go, but that would be the closest that they would get, and Marist would hold on for the victory. Here's Red Fox's star Willow Duffel on the team's shaky performance in this game. We're a team that doesn't give up, and just going down double digits doesn't mean anything to us. It's just the next stop and the next score, and that's all we focus on. Duffel tallied a double-double with 14 points and 14 rebounds. Sarah Barcelo leading the way with 20 points, six steals, and four rebounds. Trinasia Kennedy tallied 10 points, four assists, and three rebounds. The Red Foxes were without co-rookie of the year, Caitlin Weimer, in this game. She's listed as day-to-day, -day, according 
to head coach Brian Georges. Siena was led by Margot Peterson's 13 points and Isis Young's 11 points and 4 assists. Lala Watts was also in double figures with 10 points and 15 rebounds. Meanwhile, the fourth quarterfinal game, number three, St. Peter's prevailed over number six, Iona, 61 to 50. It is now St. Peter's first semifinal appearance since 2008. The Peacocks trailed by five at halftime, but then used a tremendous third quarter run in which they outscored the Gales 24-5 to over those 10 minutes. They scored the first 12 points of the quarter. Peacocks head coach Mark Mitchell on the difference between the first 20 minutes versus the second 20 minutes. We had a couple of miscues in the first half, um, uh, a couple of mental mistakes that we made in the first half, and we got into halftime, we just talked about it, and we talked about, uh, staying locked in and saying and, and, and paying attention to details. Uh, and I think we did a much better job of that in the second half. St. Peter's had 27 offensive rebounds in the game, turned that into 18 second chance points. And it, there was a big discrepancy in terms of free throws. St. Peter's knocked down 22 of their 26 attempts. Meanwhile, the Gales got to the line just four times, hit three out of those four, but a big discrepancy there, 19 the difference there in an 11-point win for St. Peter's. Asia James led the way with 16 points and 11 rebounds. Sky Castro had 17 rebounds in the game, 10 of them on the offensive glass, also chipped in 7 points. Benta Salawu had 14 points and 8 rebounds, and Taya Thornton was also in double figures with 11 points four rebounds, and three steals. The Gales led by Juana Chameleon, who recorded 14 points and six rebounds, as well as three steals. Ketsia Atheist also in double figures with 10 points and nine rebounds. Cheyenne Moy just missing double figures with nine points in the game. Time now for the three stars of the quarterfinal round. Taj Benning for Fairfield. A career-best 24 points as well as a personal high 12 rebounds. And Supreme Cook also tallying a career-high 14 rebounds as well as 11 points for his first double-double to help the seventh-seeded Stags pick up the upset victory over Monmouth. Star number two, Asia James from St. Peter's, a double-double for of her own 16 points and 11 rebounds as the Peacocks disposed of Iona. And star number three, Daryl Banks the third, 20 points on seven of eight shooting, four of five from three-point land to help the number three seed St. Peter's pick up the victory and move on to the semifinals. So the semi the semifinals set for Friday, two games on the women's side, two games on the men's side with an opportunity at a chance to play for a championship. Should be a lot of fun down in Atlantic City. We'll catch you next time on the Mac Hoops Shootaround Podcast.